0: Hi, welcome to the Positive Moments for Parkinson's Podcast in Salt Lake City, Utah. This is the podcast where we talk about what people with PD are dealing with and the positive steps they're taking to really live and move forward. I'm your host, Jason Lee, physical therapist. Before we get into today's episode, let me mention our Facebook group, Move Over Parkinson's, where we talk and chat about issues people with PD are dealing with. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay. Hello, it's Jason Lee with the new podcast, Positive Movements for Parkinson's, and we're talking to Lynn Eric Hewitt, who I met online uh, probably a couple months ago, and and uh, we just thought we'd start talking a little bit about him. He's kind of an interesting, great guy um, as I've gotten to know him a little bit, and I just today we just want to just talk a little bit about him and his personal story and kind of how he's managing his Parkinson's and, and just kind of get a little bit upfront and personal. So we're really appreciative to him for sharing that with us. Okay. Um, Lynn, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background, your work life, your personal life, maybe things you enjoyed up to the point of being diagnosed and kind of how things were going at that point.
1: Well, I, grew up in southwestern Pennsylvania in a very rural area and um, we had uh, I would say a an idyllic upbringing to where um, we didn't have to worry about uh, much or it was uh, there wasn't much crime in our area and it was it was uh, you knew everybody around it was it was a very easy place to grow up Um, but I was a musician I started playing in public when I was nine years old and I played drums for a living for 20 years as a road musician. Wow. I was out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, did a lot of studio work, things of that nature. Um, but then when it came time to raise a family, I decided that uh, I needed to stop being on the road so much. And so I started a business uh, installing audio and video systems in homes and businesses in Tennessee. Gotcha. Did home theaters and things of that nature. Uh, did that for about 15 years um, before um, an opportunity came along for me to to uh, write some books and I've actually written and published eight books and so that's that's my main thing that I do now is I write books and I also flip a house every now and then just because I enjoy enjoy it for the fun of it enjoy the the process of working with my hands that um, prior to Parkinson's I've always been active, always been uh, outgoing, uh, love to be out and, and about and being active in sports and, and uh, l- love travel and things of that nature. Um, pretty normal kind of life. You know, I had a family, had three children. They're all, of course, grown now. And um, that, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I ended up in Indiana um, about 15 years ago. I married someone from this area and um, ended up staying here. And um, for Parkinson's, it's worked out very well because there's a lot of resources here.
0: Yeah, there are. Okay, so um, about what age were you diagnosed? And then can you tell me kind of the types of symptoms you were experiencing prior to actually getting diagnosed with PD? And then what led maybe to you seeking medical help?
1: I was diagnosed at age 52 and my symptoms prior to diagnosis were things such as the ground felt uneven to me, even if I was in a department store or whatever, it felt like I was, I was walking on uh, an uneven surface, like it was sideways to me or something. I just I didn't feel balanced. And uh, a little bit of short-term memory issues was another, another symptom, and... My grip or grasping strength just didn't seem right. I didn't really have any tremors or anything, but I just I just seemed to be more clumsy, you might say. Fortunately for me, I had already been seeing a neurologist on a regular basis because back uh, about a dozen years ago, I had a mild, um, almost what you would call a stroke. Uh, episode um, where I had a clot that um, formed that was that was just kind of a fluke thing and the doctor even told me afterwards he said that I was my chances of having another one was only one percent higher than anybody else. So um, I had been going to the neurologist for that and he kept saying there's something just not right about you know these little symptoms that you're having. and he tested me for some various things and so on, and then that's how he came up with the. Diagnosis of Parkinson's.
0: How long were you actually having those symptoms before you got diagnosed by him?
1: Do you think? Well, we've discussed that, and I would say it probably was several years. But um, I wouldn't hesitate to.
0: See. Okay, sorry. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. But, yeah, my connection was a little bit. So you thought it was about several years before you were actually diagnosed?
1: Yeah, six or seven years probably.
0: Okay. Tell me about the day you were diagnosed as having PD and how you managed that period of time after that. And was that a difficult time, as one might think for you? And was, it actually, was that actually what, – what, what was it that actually got you through that?
1: Um. Yes, it was a challenge, um, sure. Now, in my circumstance, having have been through the stroke ordeal, I had already faced one life crisis, and so when this one came along, it didn't hit me as hard as it might have hit some other people. As the stroke did, when the stroke happened, that one emotionally was extremely difficult for me. Sure. But by the time I had had my Parkinson's diagnosis, I already had, Changed it. it, I already had changed my outlook on life due to the stroke situation to where I learned to appreciate today, not tomorrow, not next week, today, this hour, this minute. And I was going to live today for the absolute best that it could be, make the most of today, and do the most with today that I could every single day. And and that became my motto. And what, what was the strangest thing about it was with this new internal um, focus on today, I became an extremely happy person, extremely positive person, and it came from the inside. There was nothing that could really shake that. So when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's, I was able to rely upon that and think that, hey, I'm, I'm doing fine today. That's all I have is I can count on today. And We'll deal with tomorrow when it gets here, and so I was much more fortunate than most since I'd already been through that. But but in general, that first time that you have something that is a life-altering uh, diagnosis, yes, it is extremely difficult to get through because it changes your entire future.
0: Sure, sure. I think that's probably the most powerful thing that anybody, whether they're diagnosed or not, could. Could live by is just to really live for today and not worry about tomorrow.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which that that has that has changed my life completely. That attitude change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think that's the most powerful. That's probably one of the most powerful things that I've heard. Okay. Um, One of the things I've noticed about you from seeing you on Facebook groups is uh, is the positivity that you generate in your posts. And your outlook on life? What is that? Where does that come from? Did you always have it, or was that something you had to learn and enhance?
1: Most of my life, I worried about everything. I stressed about everything. I was I was a control freak of sorts, where I wanted to um, always have my ducks in a row. And then after I had the the stroke and the life altering experience with that. That was when it changed. So for the past ten years, I have had the super positive outlook, enjoying today, and it has been transformational. Uh, a lot of people will say I'm one of the most positive people that they know, and it's it's hard to it's hard to get people who don't have that feeling and don't have that understanding. Sometimes it's hard to get them to look at the world in that way and view it in that way, but. I would I would almost um, probably make it akin to what a how a child looks at the world. In a lot of ways, uh, you take times as a, as a kid to notice things, to notice little things in life, and to enjoy the moment. And the day seems like it goes on forever. Uh, we stop doing that as adults. We get very focused and here comes Thanksgiving, okay, well, we we rush to get to Thanksgiving, okay, Thanksgiving's done, now let's rush to get to Christmas, and so on, and so on, with all the holidays, and we're always rushing to get to the next event, instead of stopping and enjoying the journey along the way, and that's been the focus of my positive attitude, and it has served me so well with Parkinson's, in knowing that um, I have today, things are going well today, and even if they're not 100% today. I've still got so many things to be thankful for. My life is still very blessed and I still have a lot of reasons to enjoy this moment.
0: Cool. Awesome. Very, very well said. Um, how, how old are you now and how long has it been since you've been diagnosed? So how many years have you been living with that?
1: Um, I was diagnosed five years ago. I'm now 57.
0: Okay. okay. So what is, let's 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 kind of move into the present a little bit. We've kind of talked about where you've come from. What's your day-to-day strategy currently for managing PD? Um, kind of what is your current reg- regimen consist of? What are you doing physically, mentally, and emotionally, nutritionally? And, and we'll come, just generally, what are you doing?
1: I, I had to educate myself about this disease as, as uh, things went on, of course. I knew the basics of Parkinson's was something that old people had that made them shake. That was what I knew about Parkinson's. Um, but I have been able to, to learn a lot along the way and learn what works for me. Um, I am blessed in the fact that I live very close to the epicenter of Rocksteady Boxing. Right. Their, their home headquarters is just down the road from me, and, and I go there, and I know personally from that location probably somewhere between two and 300 Parkinson's uh, patients who box there. Wow. And they are a tremendous inspiration because I see miracles happen there all the time. Uh, one good example is one one fellow who is in his 40s who started there a month after I did, could barely walk when he first got there. He was just about on a walker in his 40s. Now he can run faster than I can. And that was the change that happened with him with, with that boxing program. So I do the boxing program, which um, is huge for me. I also play racquetball, which I did before. Before I had Parkinson's and I continue to do and that also is huge for me because of the hand eye coordination and the and the uh, mm. fast movements and and just the overall uh, cardio workout is wonderful for me um, nutrition wise I eat foods in their most natural forms I try to avoid chemicals and and additives to foods and and just try to keep things basic in, in that respect Um I also have found that I get great benefit from from chiropractic care um, as well as I get a monthly therapeutic massage, which does me wonders. And acupuncture has been fabulous in pain relief for me and in symptom relief as well. So those are my takes. Oh, I do ride a bicycle as well in the summertime. Of course, this time of year, I'm not getting much of that in. But I, I switched from a regular bike to what's called a recumbent tadpole. So it's kind of like a tricycle with two wheels in front and one in back. That's a recumbent bike. So I don't have to worry about balance issues. And yet I can still go out and get great exercise with bike. But in the end, it's really with Parkinson's it's the exercise that makes the difference because Parkinson's as a disease wants you to, it, it, it gives you the strong urge to go and sit in the recliner and watch TV. And the more you do it, the more the urge is to do to do that, to just be very um, immobile. But the problem is that's the worst thing you can do for Parkinson's. You gotta get up, you gotta keep moving, you gotta keep gotta keep at it, and and the more you move, the better you feel, and you actually can reverse symptoms. And I, I even hear some people say, Oh, but so and so is too frail, or so and so can't do this or can't do that. And that's just not true. I see every day where people with Parkinson's are doing things that regular people without Parkinson's their age cannot do. And it is amazing to see the abilities of of these folks. and And it's out of necessity because in our case, we have to be more fit than the average person in order to combat this disease.
0: Yeah. Okay. So... Your your team consists of probably your rock-steady group socially and also exercise-wise, uh, your support team, your massage therapist, your acupuncturist, your chiropractor, um, I would guess your neurologist too. Correct. How often do you see your neurologist?
1: Um, I average probably once every six weeks. Well, that's and my, my neurologist is very proactive on testing for comparative purposes as well. I have, I have memory testing. I have nerve conduction testing, things like that on a regular basis that, that he does. And, and having a good neurologist or, or uh, movement disorder specialist, either one, is, is great for um, proactive Parkinson's care.
0: Right. You got to be on top of the medications and correct balance, balancing out the symptoms with the medications too. That's correct. Okay. Is, there any, is there any other part of your team that you're using?
1: Well, of course, you know, having a supportive family is important. And and I also make sure that everyone in my life knows that I have Parkinson's. But I also make sure that they know that they don't have to treat me as being frail or being fragile or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, I, I tell them, come join me and exercise with me. You know, if you want to but, you know, be a part of it, it'll be good for you too. But I, I uh, use them, you know, in, in those ways and, and make sure that, that that everyone in my world or in my realm is, is really a part of my, my team. Now, I, I also am an officer in an organization called Young Parkinson's of Indiana. And the Young Parkinson's group is fabulous for those of us who are still young enough to be working and, and having to do day-to-day life while dealing with Parkinson's. And we have a very proactive group that is simply for people that are still working that, that I also find to be very beneficial in my life because it puts me in touch with people who have the unique problems of, of still navigating the world in a different way than someone who is who is older and retired might. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So Parkinson's. You know, it it, it goes across to a really broad spectrum, some people in their 20s to all oh, the people that are in their 80s. So it, it covers a pretty wide group. Um, right. I think that's that's terrific. You're involved in so many different ways. One of the things that I learned today, I was reading an article, and it was just saying, uh, or it was just saying that. One way to keep exercising is just to involve other people in your life that go with you. That's really the, the social part of it is such a big part of it because anybody knows that trying to do it on your own is, is kind of tough. But if you're there with a bunch of other people and you're watching them do it and they're right along there with you and you watch them make gains, then that motivates you too. Exactly. Plus Parkinson's is kind of a – I think it, it encourages people to withdraw – and this is what kind of kind of counteracts that, too, is you're, you're out there amongst people and you're doing things.
1: That's right. We are very encouraging to each other at the boxing program, and uh, we are also each allowed to bring a corner person with us that can be a family or friend uh, member to work with us. And along with the exercise itself, we even – planned functions we have organized bike rides and they have an organized motorcycle ride every year and and that are for fundraisers and and um saturdays after the workout uh a whole great group goes out for goes out for breakfast and such so there's a lot of social aspects to it that are extremely important and and you know nowadays many of my active friends on social media are my parky friends and uh I've developed very close relationships with these people and um, we encourage each other and, and draw strengths from each other. And we have a very can do attitude uh, of what we can do. I mean, we, we even are doing things around in this part of like competing in these uh, obstacle course races and such like that. <laughs> you know, groups of Parkinson's people are <laughs> going to these things and actually getting involved in competing. And we uh, make sure that everyone makes it. We we help each other along to get through all the obstacles and to do all the things that are necessary. Uh, so it's a very it's a very empowering uh, situation to be with these folks that become your family.
0: Yeah, they really do. They're your, they're everything at this point. Um, can you give me, uh, the, uh, I titled the podcast Positive Moments for Parkinson's. Can you give me a positive moment for Parkinson's in your life where you might have had a breakthrough realization, attitude, or relationship build, building moment to give you some perspective on the challenges that you're facing, that kind of aha moment? Probably...
1: My biggest aha moments or, or breakthrough moments in terms of what what I can do going forward come from the people that I encounter who have had this disease for 20, 30 years and are still going strong. Um, it is a testament that there's not an end just because you have this disease. You can keep going and have a very full life. And I am fortunate to encounter this pretty regularly with the folks that that I know, since I happen to know so many people with Parkinson's. I know that a lot of people don't live in an area where maybe there's as, as many resources available, and it makes it hard because they're not seeing people that are facing that same challenge as them. I just happen to be very fortunate in that respect. And and I encourage anybody to go out and and seek others who are in this same circumstance, and you will gain a lot of strength and a lot of knowledge from each other.
0: Okay. All right. Anything else you want to share? Are there any other words of wisdom you might want to have for somebody with either young, set Parkinson, young onset Parkinson's or otherwise? The,
1: the, the biggest thing is if you get a diagnosis of Parkinson's or a family member gets a diagnosis of Parkinson's, it's not the end of the world. There are, of course, many different research studies going on. There are um, promising therapies and treatments in the future. But even in what's going on today with what's known about how exercise impacts Parkinson's and how you can impact Parkinson's through diet and through proper care by using the various resources that are available to you, You can still have a very full, active, and rewarding life with Parkinson's. It's certainly not the end of the world, and it's not the end of of your journey. I um, probably would say that in my circumstance, I am the happiest and leading the best life I've ever had now. And I've had a great life the whole time, but this is the best life right now that I'm leading with Parkinson's uh, it just wow. goes along with me I just drag it along <laughs> and you can do that too you know you, you don't have to let Parkinson's control your life um, you can actually control it to a large degree and so if you get that diagnosis don't stop living as a matter of fact start living more
0: wow okay well with that I think we're gonna we're gonna end that on such a high note Lynn Eric Hewitt, thanks for being on my podcast. Uh, The words are going to be, I think they're going to help a lot of people.